According to retailers, the most popular Halloween mask this year is O.J. Simpson. And the most popular Halloween greeting is, I'll kill you and that guy who's bringing over your glasses, or treat. <laughs> and the Pope came out with a book this week, which contains a series of essays examining faith and morality in today's secular world, and the changing role of the Catholic Church as it approaches the 21st century. The book is entitled, God Himself Told Me That O.J. Is Guilty. In other book news, Prince Charles released an autobiography in which he states that he never loved Princess Di and that his father pressured him to marry her. The book is entitled, Of Course O.J. Did It. I mean, come on. Hey, hey, happy hump day. Hope you're all having a great week. At least, I hope you're having a better week than Texas. (laughs) Looks like Haiti over there right now. Wild West. Got dudes on horses, chasing black kids across the border, trying to bring back some Mexican food to camp. Oh, you know, so much shit has happened in the last five years. Hollywood should be having a field day making movies about this crap. Instead, we get another Space Jam. Paw Patrol, Cinderella, My Little Pony, you fucking losers. Can you imagine, 10 years ago, someone's in a pitch meeting in Hollywood, right? Tries to sell a story of a reality TV personality, becomes president, and they say, get the fuck out of here. Who's going to believe that? (laughs) Right? Hey, listen, real quick. If you're wondering about this week's theme, it's about hope versus reality. Like, we want things to be a certain way. But more often than not, they're something else. But we're going to pretend that they're the way we'd like them to be. Like Instagram, YouTube. You see how wonderful people's lives are on there? Yeah. What's it like when the camera isn't on? It's fucking dreadful. Tell you that. I think we're actually catfishing ourselves. Man, I got to start moving this show to Thursdays. There's just too much damn noise outside my studio on Wednesdays. Get the gardeners come. They're blowing those gas-powered leaf blowers literally right outside my office. Then I got waste management dumping these big trash cans. I've got this place as soundproof as I can get it, and still I can hear that crap. Yeah, starting next week, I think, Thursday releases. Just can't, I can't take it. And it was 100 goddamn degrees here yesterday. Huh, I walked outside, felt like I stepped into a pizza oven. I can only imagine what it's like for my buddy Don right now. He's always got it worse than I do. I'm at least closer to the coast, you know. This happens every year out here. We'll have really moderate summer till around mid to late September. That's when the inferno starts storming in. Stays through the end of October. But by the first two weeks of October, those asshole Santa Anas start. That's when the real fun begins. So, we just got to grin and bear it for a month and a half. We can take it. Can't really complain. You know, got friends in Arizona and Nevada. They're the ones who suffer. Longer, too. Can you believe they're actually considering bringing a baseball team to Las Vegas? What the hell's that going to be like in July and August? What, 140 degrees on the field not hot enough for you? You'll physically be watching human beings melt. (laughs) 
Even if you put them in a domed stadium, what's it going to cost to air condition that damn thing? I hope it never happens, I'm telling you. Not that Las Vegas doesn't deserve sports teams, but definitely not baseball or anything played during the summer. But you'll be in these really nice, cool casinos, having a really good day, right? Decide to go to another casino. You go outside, you get this blast of heat. Ooh, takes your breath away. And I still suck at picking football games, tell you that much. I managed to go 10-6 and six over the weekend. Still, I can't pick underdogs to save my life. I picked three underdogs last week, went one and two. This time Dallas saved my ass. Meanwhile, there are like six or seven underdogs at one. Might be time for me to stop taking the Giants. That team's always off to a slow start, but they just do not look good. I was digging Sunday, man. Went on a nice bike ride, had some coffee. It was with Mark, you know. It was overcast. It was actually cold. Took the GoPro out there with us. Had fun shooting some video. Got home. Got cleaned up. Made myself a pile of breakfast burritos. Proceeded to watch football for about eight straight hours. By the time the Sunday night game was over, I had a football hangover. Like You're going to have a game every week that's going to have you on the edge of your seat. But for the day to finish that way, with Baltimore edging the Chiefs by one point, After having watched football literally all day, I was exhausted, like mentally tapped out, like I couldn't think anymore. I just closed down my house, turned everything off, go upstairs, pass out on my bed. I was done. This is why I wish they could stretch the games out more than they are. I know it's hard on the players, right? But maybe they can work bye weeks into it or something, so we're not watching 14 games on Sunday. I don't think I can do that shit again anytime soon. It consumed me. I didn't want to watch another single snap of football, but I got Monday night, and the Packers showed up finally. Hey, are you seeing any of these horror stories of people using the autopilot feature in their car? It's good, but it doesn't exactly work 100%, and they're getting into trouble. Like a few months ago, I read that this one dude, I don't know if he was feeling tired or what, but he didn't feel like driving. So he gets in the backseat of his car, puts his Tesla in autopilot mode, told it where to go. Ends up getting a ticket for not being behind the wheel. Actually, I think they arrested him. Then yesterday morning, I hear this report of this woman. She goes out and gets hammered, puts her car in self-driving mode because she's too drunk to drive. She passes out and the car hits a wall. This chick got maybe the most well-deserved DUI in history. A wild situation for the CHP having to stop this car with a driver incapacitated. It sounds like the autopilot feature stopped the way it should have, and it's something they're going to see more and more of as more Teslas and other cars like them hit the road. A reporting party is advising that his wife is unconscious in a Tesla. Uh, The vehicle's driving itself. It ended up piecing into the right shoulder wall and uh, still continuing. The call came down just after 11 p.m. An incapacitated driver on the freeway in a Tesla that was driving itself in autopilot mode. Tesla is slowing down to approximately 60 miles an hour. And I guess there's there's vehicles in front of it. That's what's causing the vehicle to slow down. CHP patrol officers pulled in front of the car and slowed down on the 134 connector to the 5 freeway. The autopilot slowed the Tesla to a stop. The driver inside taken into custody. She's now facing DUI charges. Come on, man. That's just careless. They should rename this feature driver assist. 
instead of autopilot mode because it hasn't been perfected and people are doing dangerous shit with it. People are treating this like their car is their own personal Uber and it's starting to scare the shit out of me. You imagine being on the freeway with one of these alcoholic knuckleheads with too much money? If you're going to get wasted outside of your house, make sure you got a ride back. Otherwise, just get hammered at home, you fucking lush. Self-driving. I swear to you, people can't wait for life to be just like the Jetsons. Self-driving cars is fake life. Actually being behind the wheel and driving the damn thing like you're supposed to, that's real life. Cars don't have a driver's license. You do. For now, at least. (laughs) Hey, Canada. They held their election a year early on Monday. I guess Prime Minister Trudeau was starting to, he was trying to take advantage of the fact that the polls were showing, yeah, that, that, you know, his party was in the, you know, in favor to get more liberal seats in the House of Commons. So he says, let's do it now. Let's not wait. Then shit hits the fan. The needle starts moving the other direction because you can't trust the polls, right? The polls, it looked like the conservative party, they were going to maybe take the advantage. But it didn't work out that way, and Trudeau was staying in power for a while longer, at least. Not only that, his party, which is it's called Her Majesty's Government, it doesn't have the majority of seats, which he needs. And this isn't because they didn't do well. Like Aaron O'Toole, who was running for Her Majesty's loyal opposition, got their conservative party 119 votes and actually won the popular vote. It's just funny to me that so many of these other parties, what we would consider independent parties, they take a huge chunk of the pie. Block, New Democratic, Independent, Green, they're taking 30 seats over here, 20 seats over here, five, four, dribbles, right? But it fucking hurts when those votes get taken from you. And I love how they name their parties too. Her Majesty's Government, Her Majesty's Loyal Opposition, so Canadian, so polite. Just sounds nicer. Even if Canada's politics are starting to mirror our own, as in pretty fucking scary. I'm just glad that Trudeau came out unscathed because I really like the guy. Even though it looks like less than 40% of Canadians like him, but I think he's great. But once again, first with my state of California, now with Canada, you rush an election, it costs hundreds of millions of dollars, and you end up with status quo. It's like dropping way too much coin to build a super team in sports, go way over the salary cap, end up paying tens of millions in luxury taxes, and you end up with the wild card spot, and you got to fight for your lives in the playoffs. Makes no sense. I don't trust politicians, man, any of them. It makes my stomach turn when I have to vote, because no matter who I'm voting for, I know I'm making a mistake. Honest politicians, fake life. Underhanded, secretive politicians, yeah, you guessed it, real life. You know, the stories just kept coming out about Norm MacDonald last week. Tributes, clips, funniest moments, stuff like that. Dave sent links to me about a show that Norm did at the University of Iowa in 97. He was headlining a charity comedy show that was put on by the Hawkeye Sports Department. Dave's an alumni there. Dave, did you play ball at Iowa? I should have asked him. Anyway, Norm's headlining this comedy show that featured Jim Brewer and Daryl Hammond from SNL, who did a lot of great impressions. 
No one ever did a better impression of President Clinton, the one who actually won an election. <laughs> Twice. Anyway, uh, they were all told that this was uh, a family event. So please don't use curse words or material that might be inappropriate for children. Well, I guess Norm didn't like being told what to do, so he decided to come out firing with the most vulgar material he could think of and just continued this shit. It was brutal. People started leaving in droves. There were like 2,000 people there, and there were 200 left. He comes right out. His first joke is about how he doesn't understand how gay people could want to be the one who takes it up the ass. Then he goes on to tell jokes about bestiality, all kinds of offensive shit. I mean, the people who organized the show, they were so pissed off, they told him to leave the state and never come back. Even the governor didn't want him back. I could not think of a better tribute to Norm MacDonald than that. It was perfect. I had forgotten that he was fired from SNL. He was doing the weekend update segment. I guess he was doing too many OJ jokes. And uh, one of the heads at NBC was really close friends with OJ. So he came down on Norm. He said, listen, don't tell any more of those jokes about OJ Simpson on the show anymore. So Norm asked him why. The guy says, you know, he doesn't find the jokes very funny and that OJ is a close friend of his, all that. So of course, Norm being Norm, you don't tell him what to do. He comes on the next Saturday, right out of the gate. He's got three or four OJ jokes. So they canned him. Then about a year or so later, his movie Dirty Work had come out. So he gets invited to host uh, SNL and promote his movie. So he gets up there and says, well, I guess, you know, I used to work on the show and they fired me. They told me my jokes weren't funny. Now, here I am a handful of months later hosting Saturday Night Live. That must mean one of two things are true. Either I am funny or this show sucks. I said it last week and I meant it. Losing anybody sucks. We lose athletes, but usually it's long after they retire, right? And we just pay tribute to them. Actors, we lose them when they're much older, sometimes in the middle of their career. But again, you pay some tribute. Don't feel like it's this major loss. But when we lose someone who makes us laugh, who has the ability to continue to make us laugh until they get so old, they can't remember who they are, you know, shit in a diaper. Those losses hurt. Because these people made us laugh or made us think. I remember when Peter Jennings died. I was sad, man. I know people called him a teleprompter guy, but he had great insight as a journalist. And whenever he'd get into an interview with somebody, even if it wasn't contentious, he knew just how to phrase a question and then a follow-up question. I really enjoyed watching him. And uh, yeah, his loss, I took that a little hard. Yeah, hey, I... Had a great visit with a friend of mine last week who I hadn't seen in a long time. She shows me this photo of her brother-in-law who's been hospitalized with COVID and he looked really sick and gaunt. They put a trach in his throat to keep the oxygen going into his lungs and everything. It was sad to see, man. Please, anybody listening, if you've yet to get vaccinated, please get the vaccine and take care of your health. Even if you are vaccinated, if your health isn't good, you could still get sick. You could still end up in the hospital. I care about everybody, man, vaccinated or unvaccinated. Even if you're an anti-vaxxer, I care about you. 
I don't want to see any more people in the hospital. Or worse, dead from this bullshit. Chris Rock has it, and he got the vaccine. Even if it was a Johnson & Johnson varietal. Varietal. (laughs) Like it's wine. Ah, what a dumbass I am. I mean, hey, I've said this before, but it bears repeating. When we were in elementary school, middle school, we had to have this battery of vaccinations or you couldn't attend school, smallpox, polio, whatever else we were taking back then, measles, something. Now they suggest the HPV vaccine so kids don't die of ovarian or ass cancer. I just don't see the issue with taking this shot. No one has died from taking the shot. Plenty have died from getting COVID, though. Stop being a fucking pussy. I heard this story years ago. This guy was serial cheating on his wife. Like he was lining them up like metal ducks in a shooting gallery. He ended up transferring HPV to his wife. And she got ovarian cancer. Nearly died. That's why they started suggesting that vaccine. People just want to sound smarter than the flock that does what is suggested that they do. So, look where we are now. Like Nicki Minaj. She was going on and on about how a friend of hers, her husband got the vaccine, and it messed with his balls, and now he can't have kids. And she got dumped on social media for it. So then she comes back and she says, I'm going to do my own research and get back to you on the vaccine. Research. Girl, you couldn't, do, you couldn't research how ice was invented, you dope. If by research you mean scrolling through Facebook, reading all the bullshit anti-vax articles that people post, it's not research. You've obviously picked a side. Don't get vaccinated. Fuck around. See what happens. I love how she's afraid of this injection, but she's got no problem getting multiple injections in her ass. Like, I think she's gorgeous. Like, she's, like, in my top ten. But have you seen that thing? Ma, Chikulo. She, she wasn't born with that big caboose. I saw a much older picture of her. That's not the ass God gave her. That's been pumped full of some kind of bullshit. What do they do, like silicon injections to get an ass like that? Should just follow Oprah's diet. It's easier. A lot more fun, too. Let's do this one more time. Get vaccinated. Increase your chances of getting through this pandemic and not suffocating to death. Real life. Refuse to get the vaccine because you just know the government's master plan is to stick a microchip into your bloodstream so they can track your every move. Fake life. Let me know when this gets old. I can do this shit all day. (laughs) I wonder how many people have tuned out already. Hey, when I dumped AT&T TV earlier this year, I lost my HBO subscription with it. But I was kind of done with HBO anyway. I figured I'll resubscribe when Succession comes back because... For me, that show was pound for pound the best drama on any network outside of Ozark on Netflix. Even though The Crown cleaned up at the Emmys on Sunday. Holy shit. Ted Lasso, too. Anyway, I'm scrolling through my news feed one morning last week. I see this article on HBO's loss in viewership because they had some deal they had struck with a conglomerate and either the contract ended or it fell through and then they just lost a ton of subscribers. So now they're rallying and they're offering their ad-free subscription for half off for six months for a limited time. So I said, hell yeah, right? I resubscribed. And um, uh, uh, now I can't remember the point I was going to make. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I suck. Oh, yeah. Okay. So 
there's all these movies on there, right? That they, they have this deal with Warner Brothers. The whole thing where they debut the movie on HBO for the first 30 days while it's in theaters, right? Remember Scarlett Johansson got her panties in a bunch over that. So Clint Eastwood's new movie, Cry Macho, is on there right now. I like his movies, right? But I saw the trailer for this and it looked like a weak piece of shit. So I said, ah, I'll probably pass on that. But it's on HBO. And I figured, eh, why not? So I watched it. And I was right. I didn't like the movie all that much. But I want to say this one thing. Clint looks every single day of his 91 years. And it is sad to watch. He looks, talks, stands, dresses like a 91-year-old man. He's skinny. He's got his belt halfway up his chest. He walks with his arms cocked backward, you know, behind his back, like old men walk. All that's missing is a walker. I hate seeing him get old like that. I told my family, the only thing worse than getting old is watching other people get old. Anyway, cry macho is no bueno, okay? I hope he's got at least one more movie in him, because I'd hate to see him go out on that one. Go out on a high note. Do another Letters from Iwo Jima or something. Then you can retire or croak. I got into my car the other day. For the first time in a while, I decide to listen to sports talk AM radio, right? Jesus Christ. Now I realize why I stopped. There's this guy. He's got a show in the afternoons on the mighty 1090 out of San Diego. His name is Scott Farrell. And he may just have one of the most irritating radio voices I've ever heard. I mean... I'm all for a little grain, but this guy sounds like his vocal cords are busted. Worse than asses in a porn movie about anal. He talks like this, really strained with a monotone. I think this Raiders team is the best we've seen in over 20 years. Sounds like that woman they put in that anti-smoking commercial. You know, the old woman with a hole in her throat. They got this tube stuck in there. She can talk into a voice box like Peter Frampton. Then at the end, she takes the tube out, takes a puff of her cigarette, and blows the smoke out of her blowhole. Disgusting. This guy! Wait, you know what? I actually have a clip of this dude. Hold on, let me find that. Scott Farrell. Yeah, okay. All right, listen. Yeah, look, I hit the Red Sox. That was an 11-4 game today uh, on FarrellandEvents.com. I had them as my number four play. You hear that? So fucking hard to talk like that. How does he do this three hours a day? That would kill my vocal cords. I'm going to take the Cardinals at D.C. I think the Nationals look terrible. I love Soto, but the rest of that team, I don't know what's happened to them. Boy, have they fallen off a cliff. Actually, you know what? He sounds like Frankenstein's monster. After a few, you know, too many cups of elevated roast. Ah, friend! Ah. <laughs> uh. I remember one time I heard this clip of this baseball announcer from the East Coast, I don't know, Baltimore or something. It was this really old fart, and the whole time he talked, it sounded like he had this giant ball of phlegm roll, rolling around his throat. Like if he only cleared his throat, maybe he would sound normal. I wanted to throw up listening to this guy. It was disgusting. I understand these guys are all professionals, and they've got so much information to offer. Like, they really know their shit. But Jesus Christ, it's not very entertaining to listen to a voice like that. It's like nails on a chalkboard. I love the dudes who call into these shows. 
they all sound so confident, right? Like they've got this hot take and they're the ones that should be doing their own sports talk show. Well, in my opinion, Ben Simmons should honor his contract, play this season out. It's preposterating. <laughs> you know, try to use these big words, but they fuck them up. End up making new words instead. Like Mike Tyson. Hey, you know, whenever a cell phone manufacturer makes a new phone, they'll send models to bloggers or YouTubers who review these things, right? So they can get their hands on it and write reviews before the phone's released. So I read a few reviews of the new iPhone 13 models because I was interested in seeing cinematic mode, the feature that, you know, Apple touted. I wanted to know what it looked like, right? Turns out it's okay, but it's not great. I mean, the feature, it looks like portrait mode when it was first released. You remember what that looked like? It was good, but if you got a really close look at the images, you'd see limitations of computational photography. Now, it's come a long way since, right? But there really is no replacing true optical photography. But the samples I saw in cinematic mode showed details around the edges of subjects that disappeared. There was like warping and movement around subjects where the focus drops off. It looked like, you know, the heat that rises from scorching asphalt from a distance. Everyone's saying it's a fun gimmick for now, and I'm sure they'll improve it in future releases, you know, like they did with portrait mode, but it's not going to replace pro video cameras anytime soon. I mean, for now, you're better off doing it manually, like I explained last week. If you want to use your phone to produce videos using that rack focusing effect, just be careful when you set up your shot, give it depth, you know, like I said. Uh, it's not something you're going to want to do if you're moving around because it could produce shaky footage. But if you're careful, use a gimbal or something, you can pull it off. But I'm really impressed with how far these companies have come with these phones. It sounds stupid that we even call them phones anymore because it's like you're buying a computer or a, you know a camera that just happens to make phone calls. Okay, so this one's too hard to pass up. Using an iPhone to shoot a motion picture, fake life. Using at least a DSLR or better to shoot a movie, real life. Hey, this whole story about this girl who went missing after traveling around in a van with a boyfriend, Gabby Petito, hashtag van life. It's just a real downer story. And I don't want to talk about downer stories here, you know? The story is developing quickly, but as of this morning, they've ruled her death a homicide. And her boyfriend is still out there somewhere. But I thought the point to be made in mentioning this story is out just how pathetic our society has become when it comes to these YouTube personalities and Instagram stars. When they're in front of the camera, it's all smiles and love. What a great life that must be. Look how free they are. How much fun they're having. I've fallen prey to living vicariously through some of this stuff especially the guys and gals who go on these big bikepacking trips. But in real life, meanwhile, you're not getting all the sad shit that goes on when the camera isn't on them. No one realizes that some of these people are troubled or in trouble, especially a lot of these wannabe Instagram influencers. How many stories have I read? These people having a, a fake fun life. They're going into bankruptcy, taking all these trips blown through savings or their parents' savings just to gain, you know, a following so those sponsorships will start rolling in. You don't see their real life. 
most often you see their fake life. And young people are all living vicariously through the selective lenses of these YouTubers and Instagrammers. And now we're hearing stories of this girl's OCD fighting with her boyfriend because he dragged dirt into the van, some other mental health issues. But she never shared any of that shit on YouTube. And I'll tell you exactly why she didn't. Because people who comment on YouTube videos suck a bag of dicks. They're mean. They start piling on and bullying people for being weak. It's messed up. Who knows where her boyfriend is? Or if he's even still with us. The whole story blows, man. I hate seeing that shit. Gotta throw some shade on the FBI for this, though. They dropped the ball again. They had this kid, and they let him walk. Like the hearings last week with the women's gymnastic team. The FBI knew Nasser was fooling around with those kids. They told him. They did jack shit, even after multiple attempts to try to get them involved. And this guy just kept doing his thing. The FBI buried it. Also, if you're listening, FBI, I love you guys. You're doing a great job. Hey, good game, good effort. Huge fan. I have all your albums. Okay, that's my show this week. Thanks for listening as always. Until next time, my name is Phil. This has been a name. So long and thanks for all the fish. Fish.